0: when you don't try. Hello everyone, I'm Veer Mishra and you're listening to the TVV show episode 3 and like always we have three amazing tech leaders in the travel space, Gavin Smith who is the uh, director at uh, a TMC, which is Element Technology, Nikunj, founder of Zenmar, and Hani, founder of VILAS, Vilasa. So Gavin, first we'll start with you, right? You are the eldest one in the group. And uh, like, you know, oh, if, if you can actually go around introducing yourself so mm-hmm. that the listeners can
1: know what you're doing. Sure. Um, I'm Gavin Smith. <clears throat> I'm director of uh, one of the directors of Element Travel Technology. We're a value-added reseller of Travel Technology two small to medium sized TMCs. My background is 25 years in travel from being a tour guide through to working at American Express, uh, Concur, HRS, and various, and, TM, and other TMCs. And then we started Elements uh, in October last year.
0: Awesome, awesome. So uh, as I can see, again, most of us, like, you know, actually, actually all of you, like, you know, you have a like long history in travel background. Like, uh, Rohani, coming to you, you are also a second-generation yeah. travel entrepreneur. That's correct. Right. So, uh, like, I remember we met first at Innovate, which was, I think you were interning that's with correct. Style.me. Right. Mm-hmm. So, h- mm-hmm. how did the journey go, like, you know, from interning into a fashion startup to actually doing what uh, your roots are from? Right.
2: I think uh, th- that's a great question. So, when I was, uh, in 2016, I was still at uni. Uh, at the University of Bristol, studying psychology, um, was in Delhi for a couple of months. Decided an internship will be good just so I can increase my skill set because I mean there's always something to learn. Uh, so travel is my family business, just like you mentioned that I'm the second generation who's taking over. Uh, Vilasa's yeah. parent company is Minar Group. We've been in business for 28 years now. Uh, during my time uh, in UK. that's about three years where I spoke to a lot of people about travel when they found out okay that's what my family does and there were a lot of questions or comments surrounding India Um, and that's when I realized um, that there is a gap in the market in terms of experiential travel Mm -hmm. even if I were to Mm -hmm. look at my own company which is Minar Group we were not offering the type of experiential travel that I saw a very big scope for in the market Mm -hmm. and I pitched the idea for Velasa in uh, 2015 and uh, it's been five years now. So in those five years, we've grown the number of products that we offer. We've grown our clientele, um, and we've made a positive impact with the locals that we involve in our journeys. So yeah, that's that.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, most of the people don't know that, like me and Nikunj, we go way long back. We were in school together. We've done a lot of crazy stuff together, right? So obviously, I don't need any introduction. But Nikunj, if you can actually give the introduction to all the listeners. <laughs>
3: It's been 20 years, isn't it?
0: Yeah,
3: so probably uh, I think he's one of my best friends, uh, very close mm-hmm. together. We have the first two startups we've done together. Yeah. So as far as my background, currently I'm running a, a corporate SaaS company uh, called Zenmer. So we develop corporate online booking tools for TMCs as well as corporates uh, in India. Now, uh, with the help of Gavin, we, we also work together pretty well now since uh, May with Elements. So with the help of him, his company, uh, we are expanding into the UK and uh, the other European markets as well. So what we necessarily do is that uh, if you see any consumer today, which is booking on, let's say, Make My Trip or Expedia and all these other B two C platforms, uh, the the corporates are not necessarily using those platforms. They need much more advanced policy compliance and approvals within their companies to make sure that the cost center is is solid. So that's where we bring in that ERP uh, enterprise solution out of uh, travel booking and present that to corporates and TMCs. So uh, we've been uh, working with Indian TMCs and corporates uh, since last two years now, and uh, we've been doing close to 500 to 1,000 transactions a day, and uh, just expanded as I said in the in the UK. And hopefully, if there was no COVID, we would be uh, at least with one client with <laughs> the help yeah. of Gavin or you know, <laughs> doing some kick-ass work. But <clears throat> nevertheless, you know, you always uh, you know sort of reset, reflect, you know, learn more things, do more, find more things in your armory, and you know, sort of uh, come back stronger. Yeah, so, we're working. Yeah. On, we're working
1: on something together at the moment. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, that should be great.
3: And before this, uh, I've been into. Uh, uh, So I brought my father's business online, which is AirHob. So we used to do B2B travel as well as our developers API. So we have around 35 to 40 startups out of India who use our APIs for flights, hotels, uh, international trains. So we sort of aggregated all of uh, the major APIs and uh, sort of lower the cost of API integration for young startups. And uh, before that, I was involved with MyWindow with Veer, very closely together and that was a digital payments and social startup uh, before that uh, i was into filmmaking we used to develop short films documentaries and you know corporate trees teasers again with veer so yeah, yeah i mean <laughs> that's about me
0: awesome. that's awesome so uh, like um uh, as you uh brought up the topic about uh, the covid and the aftermath that's gonna happen now uh, Gavin, what's yeah. in what in sure. your opinion, like you know, uh, is the uh, what you can say uh, the impact uh, that the travel industry has faced? Because I'm sure, like you know, there are a lot of startups who are trying to do something on travel. As also Nikun mentioned, there are 30 to 45 developers who are using this tool right now to like you know in, enable people to book tickets and etc. So uh, like you know, uh, what in your opinion is uh, is gonna be the aftermath? Like you know, when whenever this is over or whenever we start the like you know traveling like uh, back back we were traveling in normal or whatever the new normal will be, right? How's how going to impact the industry now?
1: Well, yeah, I think we all, we all we all know what the impact is currently, which is, yeah, yeah there's pretty much no one. Well, there are people flying, you know, for example, the, the U.S. never stopped flying. Yeah. They've been flying internally the whole way through. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> I think, you know, it's about confidence, cleanliness, um, and... <laughs> government yeah you know, it, it's it's more the geopolitical landscape i think that's going to uh have is going to impact what's happening than the actual virus itself because yeah. until governments work out what they want to do and because of the nature of you know, you know india's going through a bit of a, a resurgence i'm sure the uk is going to have a problem south africa's got issues even zimbabwe you know so as you're going through your winter it's all coming up so yeah. <clears throat> until we can get some agreement on how you can and enter and not enter and whatever i think it's going to be difficult i i, I think you know internal travel is still going to continue within a lot of countries and you know, the uk people are still going to go on holiday to a hotel mm-hmm. because they can they may not necessarily go to europe people are going mm-hmm. um but you know, will we see you know from a corporate perspective um it is going to be very different because i think <clears throat> what the last four months has shown is that we can all we can do what we're doing. You know, we having yeah. <clears throat> we having virtual calls, which is you know. I've been I was just speaking to my wife yesterday. You know, those have, I've been doing conference calls since I don't know 2005, and you know, and when I started there was no video, and so I never do video. Yeah. <clears throat> but everybody who's just started now jumps on video. But yeah. you know, we've proved that internally the internal functions can still perform without having to meet. And I think that's where the yeah. drop in corporate travel is going to be is around internal travel within the company, but sales account management, you know, people who need to go and, I don't know, fix a nuclear plant or sort out a train or whatever will still continue to, to travel. So I see a lot a lot of restrictions, a lot less of that happening in the corporate side. And then, you know, leisure will come back as people gain confidence and countries open up and and whatever, you know, and those kind of things. And, you know, it's, it's all based on individual country and versus, I suppose, your appetite for risk if you're going to go there or not.
0: Exactly. So, uh- like, Rohani and Nikunj, like, you know, uh, whoever can actually highlight on this point, uh, you know, as a startup, like, you know, the, there are always any, like, you know, end number of struggles that we go through. But, uh, like, you know, during this COVID aftermath, like, you know, what has been the, like, you know, the trickiest situation you guys have been into, like, you know, at least in past three, four months, what has been the trickiest situation?
3: Sure. So what I think is, uh, you know, since we are uh, doing startups and are young and under the 30, I mean, uh, what we've seen is like, we've not actually gone through such recessions, you know, uh, in our own business. You know, that's the funniest thing. And, you know, uh, the, the uncertainty of this is really interesting. Because exactly. uh, a lot of the problems in startups, what I feel is we can envisage, you know, like, okay, the sales are not gonna come for at least two months, three months, we can, uh, you know, take actions and you know, everything is sort of seems like in a, in our control. But then when COVID happens, nothing is in our control. You know, it's, it's like God's act kind of a thing, right? So I think that is the main thing, which the uncertainty bit of it, which really scares you sometimes. So, uh, I think, but it's it's good that you know. Uh, I, I think if if you've been in a startup environment for a while with a few startups, you've been through problems and hurdles and over, have overcome it. So it's sort of easy to like go through it. But then still, you know, uh, I think in March we were expecting it to open up in June, July, and then yeah. now we are not even expecting to open up in September. And yeah, even yeah. if it opens up, nobody's going to travel. So the uh, the uncertainty of it is really interesting. So that's what I feel. Yeah.
0: Uh, about you, Rohani, what what has been the
2: typical I, situation? I, I, I actually agree with a lot of what Nikun said, because just like he said, as a startup, we do go through a lot of hurdles. But COVID will be a black swan. Um, the way that it's unfolded, the impact that we're seeing across various industries, not just travel. Uh, so COVID, in my opinion, is a black swan. There's no denying that. And while businesses are shutting down, there are other businesses which are taking birth right at this moment as we speak so that does excite me uh what we as a brand uh, phase because so Velas, with Vilas I've always sort of emphasized customer experience a lot. We, you know, that because you know yep. the motto as yeah, well, right? Exactly. Uh, where we always yeah. talk about site feeling. So it's yep. a whole ecosystem yeah. that's involved with the client at the center of it. Yep. Uh, so right yeah. now, I think uh, if you look at psychological factors like empathy and fear, uh, Gavin mentioned fear when he was talking, mm-hmm. that there's going to be a general perception of fear when it comes to travel. Uh, so, what what are the ways that we're going to counter that? Can we sort of count on herd mentality when it comes to countering fear, where people see some sort of movement gaining traction and then they can follow through. At the same time, we as a brand have to be empathetic. So it cannot just be outright promotion, left, right, and center saying, Oh, we're doing price freezes, pay now, stay later. I'm seeing a lot of the big brands do this. Uh, And I'm also seeing a lot of backlash coming from the customers and the consumers because it is a difficult time for everybody so how do you how do you strike the right balance between being empathetic while also serving content products services that your consumer will value and may consider once all of this settles down a bit so i feel like my struggle moreover since we work with a very Niche clientele. Uh, yeah. More if it has to do with their mindset and how what I can do to make them comfortable.
0: In a report yesterday, I saw that like there the are 35 startups who were heavily funded in India with more than 760 million dollars in funding. Right, they all shut down in past three months, and and that's and, and that's a huge graveyard. Like you know, thousands of jobs and everything that happened. Like you know, how how does like um, a corporate or or a startup actually navigate themselves through such an era?
1: Well, um yeah, this is the first time I'm doing my stuff in terms of in terms of running the business. There's a lot mm-hmm. of it is around patience. you have to have patience, you have to ride it through. Um, I think that businesses that are shutting down, whether they be newly formed businesses or long standing businesses, I think there were inherent problems with that business before yeah. this happened <clears throat> and so that's there's yeah that they you look at retail in the u k it's inherently been really poor in terms of how they support yeah. stuff. So retail is taking a hammering, you know, startups that are being, having their funding pulled is probably because there was more, um, the, the funders thought this is, might be a good idea. So let's see how it goes. And then they're now really looking at their portfolios and going, actually, is this a viable business? And they probably decided it's not. And so yeah. <clears throat> they're pulling it, um, you know, Doing, starting a business during a recession is not a bad thing. It's a good thing because it, it helps you focus. You, you you know, the last few months, we've really focused on what do we do as a business? How are we going to do it? You know, we've we've actually used the time to create some new products, you know, yeah. like I said, yeah, between um, the cringe's business and our business, we, we've come up with an idea that we think will really work well to support travel management companies and their service offering type thing. And it's, it's only because of, the current situation that we thought about it and how things so you sort of have to you have to adapt you have to have a lot of patience and can you know only worry about what you can control we can't control when travel will come back but manage your costs do what you need to do and you'll come out of it okay i think because you're nimbler you're smaller you don't have massive overheads you know we our overheads are effectively you know Paying, yeah, we pay one salary, um, I'll take, yeah, various things, so you, you can reduce yeah. your overheads. Whereas exactly. big businesses got offices that are now sitting empty that they're paying rents on, and all that kind of stuff, it's tough, yeah,
0: that's true, that's true. And I think, uh, like you know, uh, what you talked about patience is actually, uh, one of the key things, like you know, uh, you can you'll be able to relate to this, like you know, we have, we'll listen to Gary Vaynerchuk a lot, and he talks about one thing, which is like you know, micro patience, uh, and macro passion like that's that's actually yeah, that's actually pretty interesting because uh, like you know as a startup you you got to have like patience every ev- in every activity you do right and mm. just drive through the macro passion force that you have for the macro picture that's true yeah. so uh, nikunj what what's your opinion on this like you know uh, like uh, you must have seen like you know uh, as a startup like you know even we are actually have introduced a pay card and et cetera so uh what's your take uh, on the current situation with uh, like you know the current economic uh, downfall
3: oh, well to be very honest, uh, as far as my startup is concerned, I have not done a pay cut uh, now because I, my my startup mostly consists of developers, and you know yeah. they've been developing day in, day out, and you know uh, it, it it seems like uh, this is not the first time you know we've gone through a problem. So yeah. <laughs> you know I've been through way 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 more uh, bigger issues where you know there were no clients, you know, and uh, I was. Like running around, convincing my team, okay, you know, your salaries are getting delayed, but then you have to stay on because uh, we are going to make it. And uh, so we've been through situations where we have not been able to uh, pay uh, salaries on time and we've come through that and... uh, so I think, as far as the economic downturn is concerned, I totally understand that you know uh, a business's uh, cash flow depends on the money it brings in, and uh, uh, because there's no money coming in, there has to be pay cuts. So uh, to be, it's very difficult to to answer for each business on you know what's true, what's not, what's not true, because uh, if, if you think businesses like Make My Trip or Oyo or uh, even even Hertz, you know that company got bankrupt and. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, at the outset, without these crises, you know, these companies look solid. They look the poster child version of the startups that are successful. But then, when times like these come, you know, that's when the real picture comes out of the cash flow. Because that's the funny thing about startups and you know, investment. world, right? we never see yeah, the real picture true. of what's that's the true. inside story. You know, yeah. we only hear yeah. the the venture side of it, venture capital. Wow, this uh, you know, funding alerts and all those sorts of things. But if so. I'm sure these things, uh, these problems are already there in startups and com- companies. I know it's like salary cuts and, you know, sales cycle issues and all these things. It's just that you get more exposed when these things happen. And it, it, it's like, because it's the new normal, uh, you know, people are good easy, and it's easy to talk about. Yeah. I, I think it's from that perspective, to be very honest. <laughs> That's
0: true. That's true. Uh, Ruhani, what's, uh, what's your take on this? Like, you know, like, uh, is is your enterprise facing something like you know something similar that like you know most of the startups are going through and like you know uh, what's your take on how you want to like you know how or rather how you aim to actually navigate through the current situation
2: uh yeah so i think uh, we've um taken on a couple of strategies to how we plan to navigate of course uh like Gavin mentioned, that uh, when it comes to travel, I mean, I don't want to throw the baby out of the bathwater just yet. Uh, mm-hmm. So I don't want to mm-hmm. travel. I mean, I don't want to abandon travel as a whole. Uh, but on the other hand, What this pandemic has also taught us is that the company who's agile and the company who's lean is able to pivot in a manner which is super helpful. So I'll give you an example. There was a travel uh, company in New York, which, of course, faced what all of us are facing. And they pivoted their business model and became an agency which was specifically catering to the travel needs of nurses, uh, given that a lot of nurses were needed in New York. Uh, so they became that sort of agent and the go-to person. I'm seeing a lot of similar pivots happen um, in the event industry as well. Uh, so I think that was a good reflection for us to have. Um, that made me look at um, the assets we have. I mean, we, Vilasa always preferred to be a very asset-like company. Uh, and yes, salary cuts have been there. So the way we've done salary cuts in my firm is that they've been top-down, Uh, So the directors haven't taken a salary for the past three months and uh, we're trying to help and support uh, our team as much as we can. But um, the good part is that my team, who probably has a lot more experience than I do in the industry, understands the depth and the gravity of what we're facing. Um, So while on one hand, we're being patient, we're coming up with strategies as to how we can be better in the future anticipate what's going to be the new normal strengthen relationships with our clients with our b2b partners and on the other hand we're also looking at small pivots that we can make uh, so for example uh the chartered industry the private chartered industry is expected uh to see an increase because high net worth individuals might opt for charters uh, more now given safety, given time concerns, given permits, restrictions. Uh, so that is a very small pivot that I, at the moment, am able to afford. Uh, so I guess that's how we're going, because at the end of the day, just like Nikunj mentioned, there is no cash flow coming in. Uh, so there has to be something.
1: Gavin, <clears throat> you, you Yeah, I know. But are you guys seeing any stuff picking up? Because I am... <clears throat> and this week, well, basically the last two weeks, I'm sort of seeing mm-hmm. from a UK perspective, people are actually wanting to talk about sales and things. Whereas, you know, April, May, pretty much most of June, nobody wanted to talk. And I'm, yeah. you know, we starting to see quite a bit cool. of interest coming in. Are you guys mm-hmm. seeing the same thing?
2: Ah. Uh... Gavin, do you mean from a, do you mean from a leisure perspective or do you mean from a No, I just mean actually,
1: so you know, we, we sell technology, <clears throat> one of the technologies we sell is, 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 is the Quincy's tool, and you know, the owners of, of TMCs and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. weren't really wanting to talk because I think they were going through their staffing issues. Now they recognize mm-hmm. that this is going to go longer than they thought. And so we're actually getting inbound interest from people wanting to talk about our services and things, which is Correct. which is positive. So I know on the travel side, no, but if you think about it from a B2B perspective,
2: mm-hmm. are you,
1: are you seeing stuff coming around from a business to business, not necessarily a traveler?
2: I think Gavin that's a great question to be honest. So like I said uh, when this started uh, I mentioned empathy uh, and I didn't want to just barge my B2B partners left right and center Mm. uh, knowing that they themselves are suffering but there are some countries which are picking up now. So France for example uh, we work with a couple of lovely uh, traveler made in virtuoso companies in France. Uh, So there yes we're starting to see that sort of movement where they can start promoting, let's say India as a destination for uh, 2021 at least. And what the benefit that we can offer right now is first we can negotiate better with hotels at the moment. Uh, given the current situation so it can be a mutual support system for a lot of partners involved in the ecosystem uh, so i was i was super skeptical about going to my partners and be like hey would you like to promote india uh because i'm like they're just gonna shut the door on my face man and they're never gonna work for me, like work with me again um so empathy has been a very big theme um and to that point uh Gavin, there have been so many refunds that we've had to do, some of which we were yeah. able to get, but mm-hmm. some which we've also done outside of our pocket. Because at the end of the day, I mentioned that we're, we're very tight on customer experience. It's not something I'm going to compromise on. And that was the time where there were people who could not get a reply from the airlines, from your Make My Trips, from your um, OYOs, from your Yatra's. And I feel like that is where they realize the value of a travel designer yeah, as well to have yeah. the value of having a local dmc on board
0: that's true that's true but i think uh, in general uh the b2b segment right now i think in past at least three four weeks like you know even we have started receiving like you know some inbound requests like even like you know from government like you know we've we filed mm-hmm. two tenders these days like in past three weeks, Correct. right so i think, I think yeah. now even government is actually looking for technology specifically you know that can enable them to actually at least navigate uh, through this current time and mm-hmm. uh, and and like you know one thing that you actually mentioned ruhani was like you know pretty interesting which is about uh, pivoting right uh, mm-hmm. if i if i talk about like uh, last at least 8 10 years like you know uh, in my experience and even nikhuj can actually relate in past 8 10 years we have gone through multiple pivots like you know mm-hmm. multiple like mm-hmm. multiple pivots like I, I remember like you know doing some crazy things um, like back in nagpur like you know, mm-hmm. we 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 like you know what uh, three four times
3: before we actually hit the product three market. Three times, fit. Yeah? yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. So because I
1: think you're the pivot um, masters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, you have to change. I think you know, yeah. and that was one thing I was told when I started this thing with you is that you know what you think you're going to do, you may not end up doing that. Exactly. And yes, we yeah. so we are still doing what we set out to do, but I'm always conscious that, I you know if I need to, you need to be conscious of going actually is. Is it right? And if somebody else is saying do something, don't be scared to actually have a look at it and, and change. Because I, I think you've got a greater chance of failing if you don't take that on, yeah. then, um, then taking it on. Because one thing we all have at the moment is time. And you can listen and talk to a lot of people and understand stuff. And, and that's, I think, from a startup perspective, while there may be no cash flow, you've got ish, you know there's various things to do. But getting out and talking to people to understand what is going on, not necessarily in your network, even in your sector, yeah. is really important because we won't, we won't have this time again because when, when it gets back to yeah. being busy, you're going to be too focused on, on doing your job. That's true. Yeah. that's true. And also, I wanted to add something to that. Gavin, I
3: think the fact that you said, uh, you know, we are seeing some activity there. And what I think also, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, it's also, I think, that people have started to figure out uh, what is it that you can present a new thing, you know, uh, mm. on top of what you already have. Like she, Rouhani said it very well, they're pivoting. So that what, that's what it is, you know. So, like, we are also figuring out to build something new for the new normal, yeah. you know. So, yeah. I think wherever companies are starting to get leads or they're starting to pitch. In, I'm sure they are figuring out things that uh, supports the new uh, future ahead. So I okay. think, uh, I think that that's the model out there yeah, yeah. that would get people leads now.
2: This yeah would, I, just, I don't do that nikon so one of the things that we're also experimenting with uh, to gauge market interest has been the type of journeys that they'd like to see further so yeah. um, we earlier had a misconception that wellness would only be restricted to um, clients coming in from let's say russia because they're a super big market when it comes to wellness uh, yeah. and i think uh, now what is super interesting for me especially as a psychology student so i've always had a very holistic idea of wellness which I don't see travel companies offer very often um, yeah, so it's yeah, always really that cool. you know that then, then yoga then you wake up at like 6 a.m and then oh, okay. <laughs> um, and, and that's all very physical oriented we're not yeah. looking at a holistic overview of wellness so I thought that this will be a super good time to experiment um the type of customer response that we can get whether our customers would even like to go on trips like that so and we did something super simple man so we just like had talks with them over instagram we sent out mailers had a look at as to how much interaction we got spoke to our b2b partners as well to understand um their clientele better because at the end of the day for me my customer and consumer are different so my customer will be yeah. the B2B partner and my consumer is the traveler. Um, sure. So I think yeah. this we, we could always use this time to pivot and actually test out that pivot, which Absolutely. like Gavin mentioned, <laughs> when our day-to-day job resumes, yeah, I'm going to have an idea, but am I going to get the time to test it out and then make a final decision?
0: Exactly.
2: Probably not. <laughs> So that's one thing that I feel like startups can do. Where if they're debating new products or services, this is a really good time to test that out because right now you have the customers' attention. Uh, People are watching IGTVs a lot on Instagram. I was reading this statistic day before yesterday. Um, So it's now easier to get your consumers' attention
0: Mm. rather
2: than fighting for their time.
0: That's true. That's true. And I think, uh, like you know, uh, because we are actually on the topic of pivot, um, I think. One last thing that I want to actually uh, take opinions on or actually talk about is like, you know, there are a lot of crazy things that we do as a startup, you know, uh, most of the experiments that we try to run. And uh, I'm sure like, you know, there are a few experiments that we don't want to talk about right now because they're, they're pretty early. Right. Uh, but, uh, like, you know, uh, I've talked to you, Rohani. Like, you know, uh, there are certain things that you're trying to talk about. Like, you know, obviously we cannot mention those right now. But, like, and similarly, <laughs> Nikunj, we are have, we have talking about something like, you know, from past a month now. Right. Right. So, yeah. uh, what is that one thing that you can talk about and probably mention that you are trying to do these days? Like, it can be
1: exciting. You, you and I can talk about, yeah, we've, we've through, an, through an idea that I had, that we are working with with Nekunz in Denmark is to um, Provide a bit of technology that will help a travel agent or travel counselor in the corporate world um, Manage the new processes that are that that their corporate clients are going to put in place around travel So the ability to yeah, it's basically like a corporate policy engine um, That we're looking at building where it will say yes The company says the person can travel there or no, they can't and if they can well then this is what they need to do everything it's really looking at um, managing financial and reputational risk on both sides of, of the, the TMC and the corporate, but yeah. also helping to, to manage that travel agent's um, mental well-being because the anxiety is going to be massive on them in, in, in not in, interpreting written text yeah. and working out if they're doing the right thing or not. And that's what we really want to be able to, to help with. So that's something that yeah. we're doing. And um, we actually we did some market research and it should be, going out across a few some publications starting today and, and potentially today or at least next week um as ahead of us coming up with the stuff we're working on between us you know and i think that's that you know we would never have thought about it because yeah. we wouldn't the, the need what we're doing the need wouldn't be there but the need is now there so yeah i think
3: to even uh, add a little more on what gavin said as he said we're working on together what to build, Put it in perspective from a travel company, uh, when I am talking to my clients that are travel agencies in India that, that are focused on corporate travel, what they are saying is the calls that we receive now from corporates, they just ask us, Oh, we want to travel from here to here. Are we allowed? Uh, or not? Okay, if we are allowed, what are the things that we need to take care of? Uh, Is there a quarantine? Uh, You know, do we have to be home quarantine or uh, do we have to be at the airport directly to a a center? You know, so they don't know all these things and all the data is sitting on the internet like Google links and you have to go and read and assume so as Gavin said, it's all assumption based. So That's what we are doing is uh, we are trying to use the right data and put it into a proper readable one line formats. So, okay, you are a US citizen. If you want to go to UK, you will see, okay, can travel, cannot travel, uh, wear a mask, so and so quarantine. I think I'm giving away a couple of things, Gavin, but then I think it's, 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 uh, uh, Look, it's like I said, the, that the
1: reason we're talking about it is because uh, the market research that we did is being published yeah today or next week so you know and you know yeah so that's in terms of being agile and thinking about what we you know what is what is the problem that we solve and i think that's the key thing don't just think of an idea does it actually does it solve the problem and are you helping people because you know while yes we'd like to make some money out of it actually there is there is a benevolent part of what we're trying to do is to is to really help that travel counselor and have a better mental health because of I can imagine them reading stuff and you know, yeah, they make a mistake. Someone travels somewhere where they shouldn't do and, you know, you, and say the person gets sick. Can you imagine being the person that made that booking? That's not, yeah. that's not nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. true. And, uh, maybe do we have more
0: time or? Yeah. I think just I uh, like a couple of more minutes. Yeah.
3: Cool. So I'll also just mention, if there are some travel agent uh, listeners to us or to this podcast, when they listen, what I think is, you know, I've been a part of uh, small travel agents uh, a lot, you know, we help them get on a B2B platform with air. But what I've seen is 75% of travel agents, at least in India, they uh, who are focused on leisure travel, at least I think Ruhani would relate to this, that they are so much used to a copy paste format of itinerary management and quoting. Right? It's ridiculous. Like, you get a quote for, let's say, I want to travel to Singapore or UK or a European tour. They just mail it to their DMC. Right, Ruhani? <laughs> they Absolutely. wait for a reply for 48 hours. You
1: can see my face. Yeah, yeah,
3: they just wait for 48 hours and they copy paste the quote, add their markup, and send it away you know and uh, you know this model is dead now like you know you i think the new normal is that you have to embrace new data you have to use data and offer Preferential personalization travel itineraries, like exactly what Rouhani was talking about. You know, you have to now embrace that. You know, the traveler will not listen to your copy-paste formats. You will have to uh, show them stuff yes. like, okay, this hotel I'm going to travel to does it have COVID policies in check? What is the mm. checklist of the transport company that's going to transfer me to, from the Maldives airport to the actual resort? you know, so Maldives has opened up, but then people are not going to travel if they trust the travel agent with all these kind of informations and these information, that real data is what we're actually trying to solve with, I think, Gavin together. And I'm mm-hmm. sure other people's, other people will also uh, be solving this. But I think that is the main key thing that there's going to be a lot of companies you know, that have to really think internally and see how can we use data to, you know, get people convinced to buy stuff from you. So the copy paste is done. Like it's, yes. it's over.
0: <laughs> yeah i think that's that's true that's true uh, like you know, her face says it's all like you know she knows she knows like you know what he was talking about
3: <laughs> i mean we hate the fact that you know, there are so many travel agents within competition and what they do is just like you know copy paste stuff i mean it's, it's destroyed yeah. this industry, to be very honest yeah it, it's, it's destroyed true. this industry so it's good
2: I think uh, so. First of all, I think what, um, Gavin, both um, you and Nikunj, what you're trying to create and what you're working on is super, super helpful. And I think it's a great idea. So congratulations and kudos on that uh, because like you said, I mean, even if I am receiving inquiries, I have to be so thorough and do my homework because I don't want my client traveling. And there is something that, God forbid, I missed and the client's just going to fire me left and right. Yeah. Uh, so what you're trying to do is super, super
3: case, I think we've got
1: a customer.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right here, Gavin. Right here. <laughs> I'm, I'm
1: hearing, I'm hearing buying signals there. I think we've got a question.
2: <laughs> I mean, no, we're getting in touch once this uh, call is over, Gavin and Nikunj. FYI, uh, and I think Nikunj, just to just to round up to what you said um you already saw the expression of, on my face when you were talking yeah. about what happens and you said very rightly that the copy paste model is dead yeah. Yeah. and there are two big reasons for that first reason these companies are very used to operating in a time frame where you know the internet was not really there or consumers were not really tech savvy so their only platform of getting that information was a travel agent now you have so much information right at your fingertips so it baffles me if companies think that they can follow a copy paste model just add their markup and win with that that's one second personalization is key i mean i cannot even begin to imagine the amount of things that we use in our daily life which are personalized just for us and we don't even realize it Um, So a small, a very tiny step we took when we started personalizing trips was a simple questionnaire, man. So like, let's say Nikunj is traveling with us. So I send Nikunj in a questionnaire. I ask Nikunj basic things like what he likes, what he doesn't like, what was his best travel memory. When he travels, does he like to party? Does he like to chill? Does he like to spend time with his family? That gives me a, be- what is Nikun's favorite beverage? So when Nikunj lands, I am standing there with his favorite beverage in my hand. And that small beverage makes all the difference. So yes, personalization mm-hmm. is key. Developing authentic experiences is key. That's what we've been doing um, for the past five years.
0: Uh, i extremely sorry, Ruhani. I think uh, Zoom messed up. Sorry, you were saying something. Uh, I think you were talking about the second point of yours.
2: I got so excited. I didn't realize there a long time. So. <laughs> no, <worries. laughs>
1: uh,
2: no I'm, I'm pretty much done. I was just uh, uh, just agreeing and elaborating on everything that um, Nick Hunch and Gavin mentioned. And uh, um, I hope to take this forward with them. I mean, Gavin said he might have his first customer. So, <laughs> Gavin, you
1: yeah you never know. You never know, but same what you're saying, and you know, that copy, paste, and whatever. <clears throat> if, if you're not right. adding, I hate the word adding value, but if you are mm. not doing something different that helps out in that, you are not going Today. to get the business because somebody else will. And if, if you, you know, when we look at our business and people approach us around maybe selling technology or doing stuff, we look at it and go, if we can't add something, if we can't do something with it, it adds value to something else, somebody else, there's no point in us doing it. And actually even in, in, in our sort of billing methodology, if right. we, we won't do something if we can't add value and if we can't add value then we're not gonna charge you for it. Yeah. You know, there's, there's no point being a, a conduit backwards and forwards. That that for us that doesn't work. You need to be able to do adding something. So yes, you go to your DMC and you say, Can you give me a quote? But then like you said, you come back with that information that makes it gives that person the confidence that they know what they took so, Basically, you want to give them the confidence to manage their own risk to be able to make, to make that trip. And that is what is going to have, be happening. Yeah. Not, it's not going to stop happening in September, October. It's going to be continuing through. So how do you manage people's appetite for risk and, and, and get them to understand that actually it is safe to do that or this is what you need to do?
0: I think, uh, and one thing that we uh, talked about is copy pasting. Like you know, uh, yesterday, uh, day before yesterday, actually, Geo released a Zoom competitor called GeoMe. Wow. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like I think that's a perfect yeah. example of copy pasting stuff. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I'm sure, like you know, uh, like all the travel agents, they 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 don't do that better job than what Geo actually did. <laughs>
3: Gavin, uh, I, I'd like to brief you on this. Uh, have you heard of Reliance? It's, uh, it's one of the biggest company in India. Uh, yeah. yeah. So they, in fact, have just raised I don't know over a billions of dollars now from. 122 and billion, other,
0: 122 yeah, billion and over hundred
3: billion dollars and what they're trying to do is replicate the the china model uh, to india like uh, they have their own version of wechat like whatsapp right. and okay, facebook yeah. and zoom and everything so uh, they're expecting that india is going to go that route of everything is going to be making india making india making india right yeah i'm so seeing a lot they, of
1: that because you stopped a lot of chinese apps within yeah. the environment and that kind of stuff huh? yeah
3: yeah, but I think that is to do with with the problems that we're having with China at the political right. level. But then China has done that uh, as, as as a move, as a smart move since years, right? Mm-hmm. So what they've done is that they have, they just recently launched an app called GeoMeet, okay, which is end-to-end, an exact font-to-font, color-to-color, size-to-size replica of Zoom. Yeah. Yeah. Even the logo is and same. Even
0: the logo is, same. The logo
3: is same. And uh, <laughs> the entire... Country, the market, the startup culture, everybody is like, what?
0: Yeah.
3: Like, <laughs> so that's why there was this laugh. I think
0: the developers there, like in Geo, they probably got a design brief that, like, you know, we have to create something like Zoom. They thought, like, you know, why not create the entire <laughs> Zoom itself? I know. Yeah, but, you know, it's I interesting know, in
1: that of, uh, yeah. How, how Zoom, you know, I know we're using Zoom, but, you know, conference calling has been around for ages, you know, Cisco yeah. And, yeah. and Microsoft pretty much have the market on that. You know, I don't use either of their tools. I actually use Zoho. The Zoho platform runs my yeah, yeah, business, and I think yeah. it's, it's amazing. Um, but it's interesting how they, they influenced some of the changes that a lot of the tools made because they realized, actually, we we're a corporate, and now Zoom cleverly got the stay-at-home people because they made it simple. Yeah. Whereas the other guys were totally focused on corporate, and it was always a corporate environment because it, yeah. it was always yeah. paid for. So I think that's, you know, that's where they've gone by. I see even like this now, you know, once things change, I think Zoom's they, they consumers, in terms of their people who sit at home and who've been using it, will, will no. disappear. That's and true. those paid plans will go because they'll be back to work, they'll be in their office, they'll be doing stuff, and you'll be meeting face to face. And I think that's yeah. where they're going to struggle
3: yeah uh, i think uh, i'll just sorry we'll again uh, add on something to gavin's point gavin i always had this thought uh, and you know feel free to give your opinion Uh, like i always had this thought that imagine something like conquer or Citrix, all these platforms like even zenware it is being such uh, like it is used with so much of uh, like involves so much time of a traveler and employee to use that platform and like approvals and policies and bookings and everything. So it's almost like an ERP, but for travel there are other ERPs like HRMS and other things. But imagine if such tools itself add these capabilities of video conferencing and, and chat, which is not now difficult to build because of so many APIs and widgets coming along. So imagine someone like zoom sitting there with only one capability. I know the power of niche is always there, but then still imagine uh, that already there's a, a a SaaS platform in an enterprise, let's say Concur or Zenmur, and they have this capability where already the profile data is there. Now imagine there's already the entire profile data within the HRMS systems, uh, you know, and connect that just with chats and with video conferencing. So I think that the the power of this could be huge, right? I mean, uh, I always think about. I agree that. with you. I
1: think that it, it is a very again that's okay so we sell to the b2b market so it's understanding how a business communicates internally and if you can if you can ensure that how they can communicate with you works in the way that they communicate internally you're on to something and that to a certain extent should have the ability of not necessarily a phone but a video be able to do a video call with your accounts with that person um, exactly. Who's doing that offline booking for you? They sh- they, you know, why would you not want to do it in in this day and age? But you know, maybe the travel council have to smarten up a bit because you know they're generally office bound and they they're wearing jeans and a t shirt. But yeah. I think it's it's a good thing. And if you look at how, <clears throat> in the corporate perspective, how a TMC expects a corporate to communicate with them, it doesn't it? Actually, doesn't replicate how they communicate internally. Yeah. You know, yeah. Most TMCs don't even know what Slack is. They don't even know what instant messaging, any form <laughs> of instant exactly. messaging. Yeah, you know, you know, and you just go, huh? And so, how how are you <laughs> not opening up that type of environment to your corporate to allow them to communicate with you? So whether they use Click, Slack, Teams, whatever, why have you not got that? Why do you why do, why must they send you an email or make a phone call, or you know, if, if they want to communicate with you? So so, Ronnie, you know, something that you think about in your business when you're when you're speaking to people, maybe on the phone or not, but thinking about the ability to have that telephone number but also be a video conference number that's mm-hmm. individual to each agent so that people can mm-hmm. talk to them i think managing that risk and getting them when they talk to someone will probably help convert more bookings for you because you're removing that anonymous piece of as a telephone call yes but when i see somebody why not 100%, uh,
2: Kevin, I agree, and especially considering, I mean, at the moment, uh, this could be a model which, which could work really well for us. So we do, I mean, the the B2B partners that we work really closely with, we've been talking on video calls um, ever since, ever, I mean, even before COVID, because like you said, uh, having that sort of face-to-face connect, uh, I think it's so much easier to, you know, understand, build trust, Uh yeah and i think as a psychology student for me to read body language yes,
0: uh, exactly. so i i i
2: know i know how to pitch uh so videos are non-negotiable
1: yeah well, just yes. saying, but you actually think of fabulous. you know i think that ability and and because it's a because the way these are set up is that it's not you know yes you have um, you know you have a what you could do you could do it over whatsapp or you could do it Correct. over uh, iMessage or whatever but mm-hmm. that's what mm-hmm. I think is what you want is that ability to you know I'm the travel counselor the person yeah. phones me but it's a
0: it's,
1: it's a it's a video call and we have a discussion around what they want so I think Correct. That, I think that would be a a good way of doing things but it's, i think that's a introvert. fabulous
2: idea to be honest i think that's a great idea so whether it's b2b or b2c let's say you have yeah. a quick question or you have a problem and then you can just hop on on a video call on a platform which is unified so it's not like you're using a secondary platform to make that video call yeah. i I think i think that's a fabulous idea to be honest i mean i'm sure you all are aware how amazon is also experimenting with alexa now being able to do your trips for you so yeah. where you know you're just uh-huh. like uh, alexa where can i go in july and then Alexa's going to give you options um yeah. so you're uh-huh. booking stuff there and i understand that i understand that there is a convenience behind it i i understand all of their pros uh but then again, I mean, the, the value that a face-to-face um, advisor, um, the mm. depth of knowledge yeah. that comes along with yeah. it, and the level of personalization and authenticity. Uh, because eventually, Alexa's going to scan information on the internet. Am I correct?
1: Yeah, of course. It's, it's just going, oh, right. if, it, if it's making it so, a it trip, it's taking that correct. voice, going to an API and effectively making that booking on the GDS anyway. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Right.
2: So then, Gavin, what about experiences which are not there online? who do exactly. you go to for those
1: then right yeah but okay but that's why when you if you have that ability to do that a a video you know it's 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 a it's a call but it's a video call yeah. and you have that discussion and yeah. you can yeah. and, and that's where it works. because yes you know i think yeah i think
2: i'm gonna take this up uh because i've been wanting right. to sort of have a uh, more of a tech footprint for um I mean, we do have a website, we have an Instagram, but a a more integrated, I mean, I I would love uh, all of it to be there in one place where it's just super convenient. So you can look at what we do, who we are, you can talk to us, email us, text us, video call us, um, and we're there. So I think Gavin, I'm going to take you up on that.
1: I know, I I tell you, if you want it all unified, just look, just go and have a look at Zoho. It puts it all together, man, for not a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And I really like the how Nick knows me. I'm always on about it, but you know that they. I really like the philosophy. It's still a private company. They go and they go and pick. I've
3: never raised funding. Meeting. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Sixteen. They go and get sixteen and seventeen year olds out of school, and they pay yeah. for them to go through coding exactly. training, and then they bring them into the business. And actually, I read the other day they're now looking at stopping. You know, urbanisation, meaning you live out in a rural area or a, a, a smaller city. And actually we should be pushing our offices out there so that they don't have to travel in. Absolutely. So, yeah, I like wow. I like their philosophy around stuff. Their customer service is good and I think their products are yeah, you know what there's true. compromises in any technology but it's I think their stuff is good. But I, I just really like how they how the, the 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 ethics and and how the business works as yeah. opposed mm-hmm. to you know, yes, yeah, there's Microsoft and whatever, those kind of things. Yeah. I just I just like it and I go, you know what? It's it works and, and I, I don't mind paying them. that's not a lot of money it's not about it but actually once you understand more about the business you become a bit more attached and, and it's one of the reasons why i promote it is because I, I like how they do business and i think one thing good
0: about zoho is like you know they're not that even expensive and like, they're quite uh like you know affordable right uh i use i use their crm i use their uh forms like you know on the website like if you go to my website like, all the forms are from zoho Right, and they're connected to CRM. They get connected to CRM like effortlessly, just with one thing. Yeah. Right.
1: Uh, so we we run, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we run on Zoho One. Yeah. So we run we run Zoho One, exactly. and the the license is a user license. And when we looked at just when, we, when how we first found out about it, we were yeah. looking. We needed a CRM. We needed a service desk. Yeah. And we spoke to Salesforce. That one is five grand. Yeah. We looked at Zoho. Zoho One forty a, a forty application platform. Exactly three for, for for 360 pounds a year plus v yeah, license you know. exactly but now the business we you know we i have a microsoft 365 license for excel word and powerpoint but yeah. everything we run everything on Zoho. we use the email client yeah. it runs out and everything as you said it's integrated yeah when you buy different products you, there's issues with integration yeah you just click and yeah once it's there and everything just runs across it Exactly. i think and the not- opportunity
3: to do is uh, you need to cut out this piece about Zoho obviously and obviously the I Yeah, I'll probably like create an IGTV and tag Zoho on this and probably as well so that, like,
0: you can see
3: exactly. I imagine sure. uh, like people from India and UK talking about Zoho and how yeah. happy a a UK citizen is uh, about, exactly. about the company that's built in India.
1: Yeah, man, that's true. and they, their customer
0: service is good too. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I remember but like anyway. you know, the first time I talked to you, Gavin. I think we talked on Zoho. Uh, uh Zoho. He only? Zoho call. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think we. Yeah, that was like three, four months back. Uh, like yeah. You know, I saw the news that uh, Nikunju shared about like you know your partnership, and I was like, okay, okay uh, like you know, this seems like an interesting company. I should also talk. So that's when actually <laughs> we got connected. That's interesting. So yeah. Right. Like, yeah
1: you so know, know so, and so you you get you know you get that conference calling, you get all that yeah. kind of stuff included. Included exactly. for 30 odd pounds for 30 pounds a month, it's just yeah. crazy, <laughs> that's true. So, yeah, I mean, like,
0: uh, coming to the like, you know, one of the uh key segment, and which is uh probably the last segment in the uh, podcast, which is uh the future you want to live in, right? Uh, I'm sure like you know, there, the, there are a lot of listeners who probably like you know are trying to do something in travel or etc., right? Uh, what is that? what are those two points like you know, quick uh, two two points on like you know what is the future that you want to live in and one key advice uh for all the fellow entrepreneurs who are trying to do something or trying to like you know live in the current normal let's we'll start with
1: you gavin you're the most senior person oh thanks uh geez what if, yeah the future i want to live in is yes yeah, I suppose it's going to be different to where we are now and you know i think a bit more not as polarized on the geopolitical perspective i think is, is will be key and you know we just have to put more empathy for people and, and see what's, how that plays out. And it's sort of out of our control, but within our control. So I'm not so yeah. sure. Um, and if you're thinking of building something in travel, just because you think it's inconvenient for you doesn't mean it's going to be a product and someone's going to buy it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's a- what I see a lot, especially in the leisure world. Yeah. Someone didn't like something and now they want to build something because they think this is going to change the world and it works. Don't waste your money, find something else to do. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. Coming to you, Rohani,
0: quick two pointers. Yep, the future and uh, one key advice.
2: Okay, so I think the future I would like to live in would be where we're um, traveling in a way, keeping in mind um, a lot of the people that we're impacting alongside it. Um, so we're creating a positive impact on let's say the locals while we're also looking at um things like our carbon footprint i don't like the word sustainability so much because it's become a bad word now so everybody just throws it around like it's confetti Uh, so just a more holistic view of travel where we're making a positive impact uh while we're traveling and my advice to people who are listening in who probably want to start a career in travel Create value, yes, but share value. Hmm. Sharing Hmm. value is equally important. And don't be afraid to shake the table.
0: Go for it. That's nice. Coming to you, bro.
3: So I'm going to say something, uh, not specifically to travel, but then uh, as to what my experience has been in this uh, lockdown months, what I think the future uh, should be is that I learned a couple of things in COVID that, you know, these kind of uh, strict lockdowns really bring out something very different in you, you know, and th- uh, stuff that you thought you didn't have time to do before you could actually do. So what I think is there should like be washing future, the dishes like, in the lockdown. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no what, what, what I think uh, there should be is that uh, I, I have seen a couple of people talk about this, uh, I think in the US, but uh, I really want that to happen that uh, maybe the governments should start introducing one month of compulsory lockdown of everything at least once in a year. Like a December month should be total lockdown. And uh, and I think maybe uh, we have more time for our families. We have, uh, you know, we could do things that we maybe we thought we did in April. And, uh, and, and uh, the advice which I think I would give is uh, in that free month, which you get, uh, think of a way that, uh, think of an idea maybe that uh, you can come up with that will disrupt your own business, current business itself. You know, because what happens I've seen is that, as I firstly said about the uncertainty part of it, you know, this uncertainty it came in such a big way. But what if, you know, after a year again it comes back? And you know, when what we realize in such uncertainties, if we have, if we are planned for such things, we are better off. So I'm sure you know there are tons of advices you can give us, patience and persistence. Yeah. But I feel with this COVID happening, I think these two things I can take as a new sort of takeaways as to what the uh, uh, advices could be, you know. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure.
0: And I think uh, one, one, one thing that I believe in, like, you know, uh, uh, like, in, irrespective whatever technological advances we actually go through in future, et cetera, I think one of the best future versions will be when, like, you know, uh, because, see, not everyone wants to be an entrepreneur like you know not everyone wants to run a business yeah. like you know uh, i think a lot of people are pretty happy in like you know doing or working at a company where they are and they want to excel in that so i think uh, one of the one of the best versions of future that i can imagine is uh, where like you know people actually seek uh, what you can say emotional happiness than just physical gains right um, i think i think that, that that will be one of the uh, best future versions that we can actually look for or hope for and uh, I think one of the key advices that uh, people can have, like you know, as rightly mentioned by all of us, like you know, just like you have time, probably like you know, right now is the time to make the most out of your own life. You know, doesn't necessarily have to actually just learn something. Probably you can just acquire a life skill, or probably like you know, just talk to few people, and um, and if you, if you're going through something, like you know, talk to your friends and etc. I think I think that that's uh, one thing I'll actually mention. All right, everyone, that was the episode 3 of TVB Show. Thank you for listening and uh, I hope you like the episode. Do like, share, comment and subscribe. Share this video with everyone possible, your friends and colleague. And uh, keep listening, guys. Keep innovating. Thank you.